You guys, I watched the entire season of The Bachelor, Clayton season. Every now and then, I will watch a season of The Bachelor, Bachelorette for guilty pleasure purposes, escape purposes, and I was so disappointed by this this season, and I think a lot of people were. However, I will say, I think this was the best season in the sense of, at the end of every episode, having seen Clayton's, like, remorse and, like, how upset he was with the fact that he fell in love with three women, which, spoiler alert, he didn't fall in love with three women, but the, <laughs> the fact that he developed deep feelings for three different women and that was their little plug to keep you invested in the show all season long was so amusing to me and I was so excited to see this because I thought it was going to be way better and they actually ruined it but I was like hooked all season because I wanted to see how he dealt with his feelings for three different people and it was shit he did a horrible job but I, I was just like this show perpetuates monogamy so hard, and yet they have the perfect setup for actually falling in love with like a bunch of different people for different reasons, and I just don't understand how it has gone on so long. Like, I'm fine with it, because for some reason, I absolutely adore the show. Like, I don't know why. It's so toxic. It's literally, how can we create emotional trauma and make it entertainment? That's what the show is. I have absolutely no hesitations with saying that it's a terrible, terrible premise and a horrible show and it's so masochistic. Anybody who goes on that show has to be insane emotional masochists, but that doesn't make it any less addicting to watch. And this season, holy shit, the one amazing thing that I can say is after watching the finale, after watching this last couple episodes, The bond between Rachel and Gabby, the show has changed so much in order for the women to love each other that much, to check on each other and make sure that the other one is okay while going through their own emotional hurt and trauma was pretty crazy to me and I had a lot of respect for them by the end of it, like a ton. So that's like the best part of probably what happened in in the whole show. And my last little rant here is that the conflict between Clayton and Susie, I thought was ridiculous. And I thought the fans' reaction to it was ridiculous too. Because personally, I think Clayton was, was right. And not to say, like, right or wrong, like, they didn't treat each other with respect in that conversation, in my opinion, at all. And we could talk about that and dive into it and analyze it. I'm not going to do that. I'm just bitching for a sec. Bear with me. Dude, she should have brought that to his attention before Fantasy Suites. He's obviously going to sleep with multiple people. I don't understand why this is news. Everybody knows what goes down in Fantasy Suites. He needed, okay, and I will put this on him, he needed to have those conversations with the women before Fantasy Suite Week, and they didn't bring it up. He didn't bring it up. Everybody failed in that, not just him, and I think that people were really hard on him. 
he made a lot of mistakes, but I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think that he's inexperienced dealing with multiple relationships at once and how to respect everyone. And I don't think that's crazy. I don't think very many people are experienced in handling multiple relationships with respect to a lot of people. I think it's really hard. And I think he deserves like just a tiny bit more credit, but that's my opinion. I do think that he treated those women horribly and it was an absolute clusterfuck shit show train wreck. But last thing I'll say is I ended up feeling pretty bad for him by the end of it. That's all. Oh my God, she's such a slut, that Ellie Ray. All she does is talk about sex. happy thursday thursday lovelies i'm super excited today i want to talk about and go through sugar dating terms and language it can be a little wild to realize how much the community has changed and been established in the last seven years when i first got into the lifestyle in the community but terms like a bowl and pot and freestyling these are labels that i think have Uh, pros and cons both so I choose personally in this podcast not to use some or maybe even a lot of these terms because while they can be super helpful when talking about it I also think that it can be kind of off-putting to newcomers when a community has all these terms in place and they're using and you don't understand them and suddenly you have to change your language or learn about it It's just another barrier in the way of, in my opinion, learning how to do this lifestyle safely. And so if you're going to be going into a forum like Sugar Lifestyle Forum, which I highly recommend doing, it is helpful to know these terms. But in this particular podcast, there are still a lot of these terms that I'm not going to use I haven't used in past episodes and I'm not going to start using now just because I've covered them because I really like I said just want this to remain something that anybody can jump into and consume without feeling too overwhelmed by silly things like using a term. I do want to mention that Sugar Lifestyle Forum on Reddit has amazing resources. If you know somebody who's getting into sugar pussy obviously you can send them this podcast. But if it's a little bit easier and a little bit more digestible to read some information or some material, Sugar Lifestyle Forum has, a, has some really great information on it. So it, it teaches you things like always do a public meet and greet and safety first. And it teaches you kind of what to expect and what to go through. It's not incredibly in-depth, nothing nothing that I give you or this forum could give you is going to replace actual experience actually jumping in and trying it out for yourself however I do think it's a great resource a great place you can look up questions and get some answers I always recommend searching for specific words and questions before asking them just because a lot of these questions have already been asked and have great answers so it's always best to look back and see if you can find an answer before asking it again but obviously if you don't find it within a couple searches just ask away people are pretty friendly on there there's always bad apples in every community and i will say i've seen some pretty toxic forums on 
on this subreddit that uh, were a huge turnoff for me. However, for the most part, people are pretty supportive. Let us talk about these terms and this language. We're going to go through this probably pretty quickly, and a lot of this is going to be kind of like, is it necessary to talk about this? We we know what this stuff is, but it's going to give me an opportunity to kind of talk about these things in the sugar sense. So we're going to start with allowance. Allowance is the traditional reoccurring financial compensation that a sugar baby receives from their sugar daddy. There, I have not come up with or run into a better, simple definition of allowance than that. The ideal allowance situation is something that's more bi-weekly or monthly. I think anybody can agree on that. If you reach peak sugar dating, sugar relationship trust with somebody, and it's been going on for long enough that you're comfortable financially and lifestyle-wise with this person, it's ideal to have a monthly allowance. Not very many people get there. That's really the idealistic sugar relationship. Genuinely, I think that most sugar dating, sugar relationships never even get there. It's a heated topic to talk about moving from paper meat to allowance because a lot of sugar daddies think that if they do this, they're going to start seeing their sugar baby less. And that could be the case, but it's all about trust. So you're not going to move to a monthly allowance with somebody who you have that worry with. You're only going to do that with somebody who you have an actual relationship with. It is not, I'm paying you to suck my dick. It's, I'm in a relationship with you and we're both excited to see each other. That's when you move to a monthly allowance. And that's really at the essence what allowance should be. However, it can also be paper meat or maybe it's every other week or maybe it's once a week. However you want to do it, it is the agreed upon amount that is reoccurring. Arrangement. The relationship that you both have agreed upon that involves the time the money, and the effort, usually talked about in detail ahead of entering said relationship. Ugh, it's really what makes the whole thing beautiful, in my opinion. Number three, the bull. This one is a little weird if you don't know what I'm talking about already, which many of you might, but the bull is the sugar bowl, the lifestyle. This term is used for people who are actively looking for or engaging in sugar dating. It is like the all-encompassing everyone in this lifestyle or seeking to be in this lifestyle. We're all in the sugar bowl. We're all in the bowl. Like it or not, this term has become the norm on forums and people talking about it in podcasts and everything. Everybody calls it the bull. So that's what that is. It is just everyone who is interested in or within or actively engaging in the sugar lifestyle is in the bull. 
You can take a break from being in the bowl. You can come back in the bowl. People use this in all sorts of ways when talking. I've been in the bowl for seven years. Or I was in the bowl for seven years. Or I'm back in the bowl, baby. (laughs) So yeah, you can use it in many different ways. That's what that is. That's something that I'm probably not going to start using on this podcast. That's, That's basically the perfect example of what I'm not going to use on this podcast just because I don't think it's necessary and I don't think just your normal Joe popping on this podcast is gonna know what the hell I'm talking about when I just mentioned the bull so anyway what's the next one the next one is freestyling I've talked about this on the podcast a couple different times freestyling is when you search for a sugar relationship out in the wild in person in public say at a bar or anywhere you could approach someone to show interest in dating them you are instead asking or persuading or pursuing an arrangement with them instead of traditional dating it's freestyling you're looking for a sugar date you're looking for a sugar relationship out in the wild you go to a fancy part of town, you go to a really fancy bar, you sit at the bar, you wait for a wealthy man to sit next to you, and you just go at it. It was funny, because I was I was sitting outside, talking with a friend, and they were talking about how it's nuts down here in South Florida, how these guys will go to the specific bar, and he name-dropped the bar of what I could tell is probably the best bar in town for freestyling. Because <laughs> then he talked about how these men would get together with these young women, and he's like, I don't know what they could even talk about. I mean, what are you going to talk about? And I'm just sitting there like, holy shit, he just name-dropped the bar I would go to if I wanted to freestyle. I'm not, I'm not interested really in freestyling. Personally, I think I have a lot of respect for people who do it. I definitely think that it's a it's a great way to go about these relationships, and it works for some people a lot better than others. But for me, I want to enter these kind of relationships, even if it means a lot of sifting through the nobodies and the scammers and the weirdos, even if it means a lot of sifting on seeking, I would rather dive into something like this with somebody who knows what they're getting into and has actively seeked it out. I think that it says a lot for somebody to be willing to sign up for a site where they know exactly what they're getting into and they're more than okay with it because they're meeting with you. They know what's coming. And that just, it takes a lot of the stress and the weight off, in my opinion, from what I can tell from freestyling. But I have heard that it can be a lot of fun, so... I'm not I'm not saying that I am anti-freestyling at all. It's just not something that I personally think would work for me. All right, next is M and G or meet and greet. Platonic first meetup in a public place for drinks or for coffee. Woo! It's so important to do that one. All right, NSA, no strings attached. This usually means non-exclusive or no expectations. Like, you can be fucking around with somebody else if you want to in an NSA arrangement. This is probably the most popular type of arrangement. And it's probably the most frequently asked question that I've ever received from people who are getting into sugar is, what is NSA? (laughs) 
and it's really simple it just means that I don't want the expectations of a normal traditional relationship simple as that PPM is paper mate compensation for each date this is pretty much always used instead of allowance unless the allowance is bi-weekly or monthly so paper meet is basically like your 500 per date or 400 per date or whatever agreed upon amount that you have with someone and it's per meet or per week because a lot of sugar relationships meet once a week and so they just give allowance at the meet so that's what ppm is p-o-t or pot or pot this is short for potential and i've always read it in my head as pot i'm gonna be completely honest with you i don't think i've ever had a actually vocal conversation with anybody and we've used this in a conversation so i don't know how people say it i don't know if it's pot or pot or p-o-t I've always read it in my head as pot so that's what I'm gonna say and if I'm wrong you can let me know in a DM (laughs) and I'll fix it but basically this is someone who you might sugar date this is a potential sugar daddy or sugar baby this is actually a really common one to see because so many times you have a meet and greet with somebody and it never goes anywhere or so many times you're talking to somebody and it never goes anywhere you never even meet them this would be a potential sugar daddy or a potential sugar baby it's a potential pot so this one's actually really helpful but it also is one that i think is really confusing so i don't particularly like using it unless i'm talking in a forum where everybody knows what these are pump and dump or p and d this is when um, typically a sugar daddy cuts ties with the sugar baby right after their first time being intimate together this is exactly what it sounds like pump and dump it's super shitty but this happens a lot this has happened to me a lot where you maybe even you have like a meet and greet you're hitting it off a lot but as soon as you guys fuck they disappear that's all they wanted which i think is wild because the first time you have sex with somebody is usually the worst not always not always disclaimer but it's usually like when you're starting to get to learn this new person, their new, they're like a new body, a new communication style, and what they like. You're trying to explain what you like. It's usually just not as good. So it's really wild to me that people still actively like one night stands, basically, or single hookups that's just crazy that people still do that and I mean I understand it and like and I'm not opposed to one night stands I would I would still do them but I'm definitely more attracted to a relationship or I'm attracted to somebody who wants to learn my body and learn what I like so that I can actually come all right rinsing this is a sugar baby takes allowance by promising intimacy but doesn't put out this is when a sugar baby's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be intimate. And then 
receives her <laughs> her bag, her allowance, and does not end up being intimate. That's pretty shitty. I don't know how often that happens, but it's pretty shitty. SA is always used for seeking arrangements, even though now it is just seeking.com. Here we are finally at Salt Daddy. Salt Daddy is some guy pretending to be a sugar daddy, but either unwilling or incapable of providing sugar. Typically, if somebody is incapable of providing sugar or financial support, they end up becoming what is known as a Splenda Daddy. I don't really see this used very much, but technically it is accurate. So if somebody is incapable, that doesn't make them a Splenda Daddy. What makes somebody a Splenda Daddy is trying to get away with giving gifts as the financial side of a sugar relationship or absurdly low offers right like oh oh oh, i'll give you like 50 or 100 bucks and then i'll just spoil the shit out of you with gifts i just i just don't really like the money side of things so the difference is kind of vague but a salt daddy is just somebody who won't who, who doesn't put out when it comes to the financial side of the relationship. They're not providing sugar. Splenda Daddy is just like insulting you with low low ball offers or gifts. And honestly, I'm less offended by a low offer and I'm more offended by when somebody is like, Oh, I don't I don't I don't give out paper meat or allowance or a financial side because that that feels transactional to me. I'll just give you a lot of gifts. Don't worry. It'll be great. You'll like spending time with me. That's a splendid daddy, and that pisses me off. Moving on. People use sugar. I use sugar all the time to describe the money, the gifts, the travel, and or on the other side of things, the sex. That's the sugar. Sugar ring is the act of being in the lifestyle act of the dating you have sd that stands for sugar daddy and then you also have some people who use sugar boyfriend or sugar girlfriend to describe a sugar relationship that has gone to the next level and or they've become exclusive because they're dating and falling in lovesies that's always cute and then you have sugar mama which is super rare SR, a lot of people use SR to stand for sugar relationship, which is just an arrangement. Unicorn, so this is like used in a lot of different communities and forums. It's just, it's just used when something is super rare or hard to find. In this case, it's a hard to find sugar partner. And then I think my favorite is, <laughs> and actually before I talk about my favorite, I'm going to talk about one more that I missed which is the bag. The bag is the money. The bag is the cash. The bag is what people use to refer to the financial compensation in its physical form. So make sure you get the bag before you have sex means before, make sure that you get paid basically before you have sex. So that's what the bag is. Now, back to my favorite. Boom, boom, boom. 
My favorite is whale. Yes, whale. If you already know what this is, um, I give you props. But a whale is a very wealthy or very generous LSD sugar daddy. Oh, if I could find me a whale. When I when I see whale, what comes to mind is a sugar daddy who pays your college debt or pays your college tuition. A sugar daddy who is giving you large allowances and spoiling you. Maybe he pays off all your debt. Maybe he sends you to college. Maybe he helps like start your business. That's a whale. Oh, to find a whale. Literally, all I've wanted the entire time I've sugared, which I've heard a lot of people finding this, and I'm, I'm to this day salty that I never have. All I have wanted this entire time is to find a sugar daddy who will pay off my college debt. And I came really close, to be completely honest with you. I, I had a sugar daddy who I think would have done it if I hadn't moved away. <laughs> And that makes me really sad because I genuinely had such a great relationship with this guy and I wanted to continue and I had a lot of fun. He was so much fun, but he lived in such a horrible place. I couldn't live there anymore. And I told him, like, if you send your jet, I will come visit you. <laughs> Pick me up in your jet. Like, let's go places. No, um, no, he, he did. He, he did have his own plane. That is a whale we need more of them out there we really do because a lot of people get into the sugar or lifestyle right a lot of guys and they just they can't really be like the ideal sugar daddy because they don't they're not they're not wealthy enough and i i'm okay with that i think anybody who can meet or agree on an arrangement with somebody can be a sugar daddy but an ideal sugar daddy or somebody who really fits the bill or like the essence of a sugar daddy is somebody who it doesn't phase to pay for a really fancy hotel and take you out to a two to three hundred dollar dinner and give you a generous allowance and like it's not somebody who you feel bad asking for that from you don't feel bad asking for that higher allowance from that is an ideal sugar daddy. That's not even a whale. These days, it feels like a whale because it's becoming more and more rare. That's just a normal sugar daddy. That's what all sugar daddies should be like. A whale, a whale is like taking that to the next level, taking you on yachts, in their private jets, paying for your tuition. Like, that's a whale. And that's what we all need to be a little bit more blessed with. But that wraps up my episode you guys that's all of the language and all of the terms that I wanted to go through and thank you for bearing with me I hope that this wasn't too chaotic and I didn't go on too many tangents um I'm very tired today and I did my very best I do guys kind of want to give you some bad news you've made it through the whole episode and it's time for some bad news sugar pussy as we know it is probably going to die soon i have been going through a lot of changes in my life in my personal life 
I really haven't been active as a sugar baby for a long time. And I also have been feeling a little distant from this world the past, like, I don't know, a couple months. And it's been a lot harder for me to produce these episodes. And obviously I switched to every other week because it's been a lot harder. I'm pursuing other other ventures in my career. Um, this was really just a hobby. And if I want to open up space for those things, I need to cut something else out. And it is turning out to be this podcast. So never fear. I'm going to make it to 55 episodes and cut the season short five episodes. And then maybe someday I will be back and revive the show but with a lot of thought and a lot of grappling with this and kind of knowing for a while that I needed to end the podcast I'm finally doing it and I think that's okay I think that the quality has gone down because my heart hasn't really been in it and as much as I have loved doing this and would love to keep doing this unless it's something that is actually going to be a viable career I can't keep spending eight hours every week on the podcast. And that might be a little bit exaggerated, but it does. It takes up an entire day for me to post these episodes. And that is just not something I can afford with my time anymore. I've loved you guys as an audience. You guys have been fantastic. I've been blown away at how much the podcast grew just organically and naturally. Obviously, I didn't do a lot of marketing or promoting it. It really grew naturally, and I was shocked at how big it became. Um, it doesn't reflect uh, with Instagram followers, but as far as listens go, you guys you guys were really amazing with how much you shared and grew this podcast all on your own. I thank you so much for letting me have this little side hobby, and it was so much fun. And yeah, thank you guys for listening every single week that is going to be it for this episode no instagram follow pitches none of that thank you guys for listening 